Podcast. Here we go. Hello, hello, around the block and around the world. This is where we discuss, debate, and deliberate all things diabetes. Representing type 2, my name is Dobie Maxwell. Representing type 1, the vivacious, effervescent, and always in the know, Sammy Parker. We'll get to Sammy in seconds, but first, today's episode of Just My Type is sponsored by the Diabetes app, a free social community app that brings together both type 1 and type 2 diabetics, plus their supporters. That would include Sammy and me. Find community resources and Sammy and me on the Diabetes app. Sammy, we have a special guest today. For the first time, we're going to the mountain time zone in the United States. (laughs) We've never had that before, and I'm excited. We have not had that before, and this is a place I actually haven't been. And we have Miss Danica, or you might know her as Danica the Diabetic. She is in Denver, Colorado right now. Hello, Miss Danica. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. How about yourself? Excited to be here. We're good. We're just excited to chat it up. What's funny, it's that, you know, your name happens to be Danica Diabetic. It's, it's alliteration, you know, DD. Get any other name, you'd have to get another disease. So we're not glad you have diabetes, but we're glad that it, it fit. It <laughs> yes, it rolls. That's great. It does roll. Good marketer you are. So Danica, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for starters? Just so the audience can hear. So I am Danica. I live in Denver, Colorado. I've been a type 1 diabetic for 16 years. Whoa. And... Yes, I was diagnosed unexpectedly just like everybody else, but I've been thriving with it ever since. And I'm professionally a hospital consultant and a health coach in training. Health coach in training, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'm going to I'm going to ask a dumb question here, Danica. What is a health coach? You know, you you hear this it's a kind of a loose term, like on a blind date. Well, how does this person look? Well, they're cute. Well, that could be a lot of things. A health coach could be a lot of things. Maybe just fill in our listeners and what exactly that is. Absolutely. So as a health coach, I'm really helping people build their health plan and help them take control of their health and be proactive as much as they can. It's really an accountability tool. I love it in the sense of chronic disease management because I am a diabetic and I wanted to coach at once and I couldn't really find the specific thing I was looking for. I eventually did, but... Being a coach is just being an ally, bringing resources to someone, but we're not there to diagnose you or give you treatment. We're there to help you when you're not in the doctor's office. Yeah. So can you maybe talk about your diagnosis story? Absolutely. It's kind of funny. I was 14 (laughs) years old and I was a very stubborn teenager, like basketball star, and I had sprained my ankle. And my mom took me to my pediatrician because I sprained my ankles all the time. But they put me on crutches for a week. And I was going to the restroom a lot. But when I went for my week follow-up at my pediatric office, I had mm-hmm. lost 12 pounds in a week. Which in a I week? Was already, That's a lot. Yes. And I was already a beanpole. And they checked my blood sugar. I was over 600. And I had no idea. I was highly functioning. And Yeah, like my totally mom, fine totally fine. And the funniest piece of that story is I was at this restaurant called Bennigan's the night before. Uh-huh. And I had this dessert called Death by Chocolate. And everyone jokes <laughs> that I literally killed my pancreas. <laughs> I mean, it it's happens, right? Yeah. But I can't believe that's I how you found out. Yeah. And I was, I had no idea diabetes wasn't plastered everywhere at that time. Yeah. And I thought I had cancer. And I told my mom, I was like, I don't have time for cancer. I have a basketball game. Like, I'm not going to the hospital. I have a tournament. Like, no. Yes. And next thing I know, I was like in the hospital for three to four days. And everyone that I knew in the small town that I lived in Tennessee yeah. 
came by. Like I knew a lot of people that worked at the hospital. I had every prom magazine that you could imagine. And my life was changed forever. Where were you at in Tennessee? So I was in this town called Johnson City, Tennessee. It's I've been very, there. very east. Yay! It's I'm a comedian. I travel everywhere. So little cities and towns, I've been there. Yep. So that's where I went to middle school and high school and was diagnosed with diabetes. It's a wow. shocker. Like so you said, it's life changer. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. In high school, it, how was that in terms of like starting out with it? Oh, it was it was rough. I It was 100% my parents. They kept me alive. Like this is before we had continuous glucose monitors. Yeah. When I exercise, my adrenaline makes my blood sugar just spike. So in a game, oh, I could same. be 400. Same. I could be 400 and great and just having a good time. But if I'm on the bench, my teammates or my mom was pricking my finger on timeouts. And yeah. I had a great, I had great teammates. I played basketball all year long. Same with volleyball. But at 3 a.m. every night, my dad was checking my blood sugar because I trended to just drop into the like 40s or below just yeah. as a crash at the end. So before I had a CGM, I had my dad. <laughs> and my dad was my CGM. And now CGF, it's, it's continuous little, glucose yeah. father. Oh yeah, yes. that's pretty good though. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's been fun, but it's, I am so glad that I had that support and I had to learn a bunch of things. I was very yeah. independent. I'm still very independent, but I'm not going to ignore that I had a village to help me get to where I'm at today. Yeah. No, I think that's so important because me and Dobie talk about support systems a lot. And for Dobie, he didn't really have one. I didn't have one. I think a lot of people with diabetes don't. I mean, there's 37 million. We all come from different lifestyles, walks of life, families, whatever. So, I mean, it's good that you that you did, and I know Sammy did as well. But some people that don't, it can be extra frightening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've seen tons of people, a lot, especially now as people are getting diagnosed in their late 20s and 30s. I've made a lot of friends where I see people out and they're like, hey, what's on your arm? I have that too, but I, I don't really know anything yet. I don't want diabetes, but I'm glad I was diagnosed at the age that I was. Because having it throughout my whole childhood would not have been fun. And having it at a 25-year-old would not have been fun either. No, that's kind of what I was I was talking. I went to a diabetes meetup last night and we were kind of talking about that because it, it's crazy when you think about what age everybody gets diagnosed. And there was a little boy and he was 12. Yeah. And he was like, I just got diagnosed. He's like, it's kind of nice though. Cause now it's like, I'm able to like go learn and have it through my life. And then I'll be able to like, see kind of how it works when I'm older. And he's like, and I won't like relearn everything. And I was like, yeah, because you're, you're already be like set. You won't be so set in your ways. You'll be able to like navigate it, integrate it into life. Yes. I think the biggest lesson I learned at having it being diagnosed at 14 is adaptability because you're already going through all these changes. And when you're in that honeymoon period, I, I thought I was in a honeymoon period for like three years because I wasn't on a pump. Really? I wasn't doing any of this stuff. I was just surviving and getting used to this um, disease and just my active lifestyle at that time. But yeah. I learned how to be responsible and like life-changing responsibility tools at a very young age. And I think it shaped me to who I am today because I still have friends or people that I meet, they're like, how do you manage all this? That's a lot yeah. of stuff. They're like, I can barely like remember to brush my teeth and like go to the gym every day. I, was like, I know it's, it's rough. <laughs> I'm like, we're like superheroes. 
Oh yes, I I want a cape. I really do want a cape. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Though, I think I think you're really on the right track, though, as being a coach, because there are a lot of people. And I, I gotta say, Sammy and, and Elizabeth, our producer, she brings the best guests, and you're one of them. I don't I don't have to blow smoke because you guys got it together. You got your lives together. You have families behind you. I really believe the majority of people are like me, thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's a death sentence, and I don't know what to do." So if somebody were to approach a coach, how would they find you or someone else that could say, hey, I, this is what I need? Because it's embarrassing. Nobody wants to say, gee, I'm not good at this. Uh, Dobie, yes. I say it. I say it every day. <laughs> I say it every day. But it's one of those things like, I think my favorite thing about being a coach, like I'm, at a, I'm in a program right now at Duke because I started getting clients and I was like, you know what? I want to be credentialed and I want the best yeah. thing that I can do because I'm passionate about it. I kind of fell into this role of coach because people ask me a lot of questions. If my doctor is like, hey, you need this insulin and that, it's like, hey, this isn't working. I had to learn how to advocate for myself and how to Mm -hmm. address my settings and really say, hey, this is what I did. Just put it in your notes. And if you think this is really absurd, like, let me know. But this is my day to day. And taking that holistic health approach, like, that's very important to me. But I started out being a coach. It started me to make my past and project into a brand. So I started Dialogue, the Insulin for Your Soul. And just to really be that holistic lifestyle resource for people. And I wanted it to be, have representation of different, um, just be as diverse as you can. And I also want it to be affordable. So I'm putting the coaching and the training I'm doing and I'm trying to scale it as much as I can so I can have it. So you're not, you don't necessarily have to have a one-on-one call if you're nervous about it, but there's going to be resources and tools for you at every stage of wherever you're at. And I don't want it to be expensive. I want it to be helpful. But I also want to talk about real things because diabetes impacts more than just your glucose levels. It impacts your finances. It impacts, oh, what health insurance do I need? It impacts what... Oh, it's everything. It's integrated everything. into everything. Your emotions, everything. you know, uh, you spike yes. with, with your blood sugar. When did you first oh. be like, oh, I want to be a health coach? I actually, I don't think I ever was like, oh, I want to be a health coach. <laughs> I think it just happened. Um, people... Were reaching out and I had to say, hey, can you help me with this? Can you coach me with this? And in my day job, I coach a lot of executives and it just became natural. So after I started about helping 10 people, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this and I'm passionate yeah. about it. And I want my peers to have something that I didn't have when I was looking for it. Because totally. that's a problem. So it really started in 2020 when I got serious about it. So I've been really blueprinting, panning everything out and putting a little bit more effort, but also training myself in more because I I don't want this just to be limited to type one. I want it to be for all types because there's so many different moderations, but it really comes down to some of the fundamental pieces of life. So I, I became very passionate about it in 2020 and it's been upward ever since. The Diabetes App is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. And on the Diabetes App, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world who are also living with diabetes. I mean, for me, whenever I have a bad day, I find myself scrolling through the mental wellness group just to reassure myself that I'm not alone. The Diabetes App has a resource section where you can find articles, recipes, tips, and tricks for managing your diabetes. Download the Diabetes App today and connect with us right on the app. Well, I have a question for you. I I mentor, teach comedians, and the reason I can teach them so well is I've been doing it for a lifetime, and I just go for my mistakes. Okay, here's what I did wrong. Here's what you can do correct. 
Now, from your world, what did you do wrong? And I'm sure you're not afraid to admit it, that you could say, okay, when you're diagnosed, this is what I did wrong that you don't have to do, you can do right. Oh, absolutely. I've done everything wrong. (laughs) Everything you can name it wrong. But I think it was just going through the motion. I wasn't, we have data and I wasn't using it to impact my life, to make little adjustments. I wasn't using it to say, okay, I've been in the 300s for three days straight. Mm -hmm. Let me try not to be in the 300s. Like, let me take this seriously because it's my life and the long-term effects. So really thinking of it from this holistic approach, which I had to switch my mindset to doing, that's what's really pushed me. And that's how I teach other people. I'm like, hey, here's what happened to me or here's what I've learned or here's what I think is a better path because you don't have to be low every night. It might happen, but that's not really living with diabetes. Like your life goes on regardless if you're a diabetic or not. It depends on how proactive and how much you want to learn to make it manageable as much as you can because it's unpredictable, but that's fine. Roll with the unpredictable. Very unpredictable. That's the biggest thing I think when I tell people because they're like, why are you high right now? Didn't you eat that yesterday? I'm like, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> I'm no. like, it's a guessing game today. <laughs> and I'm rolling with the punches. So just Roll the bear dice. with me. Yeah. So Miss Danica, I have a question for you. Okay. What inspired you to name your brand? It's called Daily Dialogue, right? Actually, your Daily Dialogue. That, that is my Instagram handle, mainly because the one I wanted mm. was not available. But it's really <laughs> Dialogue, the insulin for your soul. But okay. I, your Daily Dialogue goes along with it. It's I wanted to, Managing and being a part and being in tune with your diabetes is a daily thing. It's an all 24-7 thing, but I wanted to make it part of a self-dialogue. Like your Daya is diabetes nickname. Long. I love that. I think it's so catchy. Like, That's like the, one of the yeah. only phrases I've never heard dialogue like involving diabetes, you know? Yes, because log, that's what a lot of the insulins end on, end with. So I was like, yeah. dialogue, this is the insulin for your soul. Like this is, you don't have to inject yourself. This is all within you. I love it. So one of the words that I heard in your, in your brand that I liked was holistic. And I think that word gets thrown around a lot too. So if you wanted to narrow it down for us so we can know what exactly you think holistic is, because I think that that word gets um, misused too. Exactly. From a holistic approach, I'm talking about your community. I'm talking about your finances. I'm talking about your physical environment. I'm bringing in your self-care, your self-persona. And I've actually broken this out just mainly because I like to simplify things, but I've like self-dialogue. I have dialogue eats. I have dialogue voices where it's really that community platform, dialogue fit, because I think fitness and movement are very crucial. But some of these bigger buckets of what impact your diabetes from a holistic approach, um, your sleep is a part of that. They're all encompassing. And those are all the pillars I want to talk about because that's what impacts you on a daily basis. And if not all of those are in sync, that's a problem. But in the middle of all that is you. So it's what yeah. is your perspective? What are your values around all of these other things that impact your life and your diabetes impact as well? Oh yeah, and like sleep, for example, you said that's such a huge one. I slept so bad last night and <laughs> I woke up so early and I went to bed so late. And I can already tell, yeah. like, you know, when you just like your body's run down, your eyes are puffy, you sound congested. Like, I'm just like, I'm hitting all those boxes right now. And I'm like, I forgot yeah. how much sleep, like when you don't get it, is like a fat no-no. <laughs> exactly. Like, I Sleep is my biggest challenge just because in today's world, it's there's so yeah. much going on. And you know, there's only 24 hours in the day, but it's like, I need like at least eight of those to sleep. So it's hard because I could be busy the rest of that whole entire time. 
But it, yeah, I like pretend that there's 25 hours in the day. But there's not. <laughs> I got to believe moving on in, in history, that's going to be a bigger problem as time goes. Because like you said, there are so many things to do. Oh, I'll just do this. It'll take five minutes. Well, it takes a half an hour. It takes an hour. Then you're behind. Then you stay up late. Then you try to get it all done at once. And next thing you know, you're getting two, three, four hours. And it, it just, it's a domino effect. Like you said, holistic about all your whole life. That screws up. And then everything else is out of whack too. Yep, absolutely. And it's like, if your sleep is off, your eating is going to be off. When you're giving your insulin could be off. It just, it all comes together. But oh my gosh, like an hour late on taking 24-hour insulin is like, just might as well add 50 to 75 points, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, and it, you're not going to be perfect every day, but it's also, are you in tune to what's going on? Because yeah, yeah I'm not perfect. I'm 100% far from it, but I'm trying to at least have the healthiest life that I can and really embrace this diabetic lifestyle that we are forced to have. Yeah, I'm like, it only took me, what, nine years to finally set a reminder to take my 24-hour insulin. <laughs> you know, that's progress. You did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm forming that habit only nine years later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think you brought up a great point there, Danica. It's like, like I was sorry to interrupt you, Sammy, but I'm just saying, you did it. A lot of times we focus on what goes wrong. Oh, I didn't do it. I screwed that up. I think we have to acknowledge when we said, I did do this. Since this show started, it hasn't been that long. It's been several months, but I started walking. And today, as we record this, it's day 80 of 10,000 steps or more. Now, you obviously played sports. Uh, Sammy's a dancer. You guys did a lifestyle. But I can feel a complete lifestyle change in under three months. So hopefully somebody listening will do the same thing. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, if you're not a sports player, you're not a dancer. You can just walk and do something, and it will change and feel a big difference. Debbie, oh, why don't awesome. you tell her how much progress you've made, too? Yeah, I dropped about, uh, as, as right now, about 19 pounds. And I walk every day. I try to get it done before nine o'clock in the morning. So the rest of the day is mine. And we've got a 10, skinny hoe on our hands. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Is, you know, I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Well, thank. But but see, being co-host of the show, I mean, people like you and Sammy and Elizabeth and everything. It's a motivator for me. Now I put it out there in a way that I can't stop now. You know, I think that's yeah. part of having a positive community to encourage each other. And it doesn't matter what we do, but that we do something. It doesn't matter if we're a type one or type two, but that we're all in it together. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That sounds corny, yeah. like Tony Robbins, but I really, I'm sincere about that. My life is completely making a positive change because of JMT. That's fantastic. And I'm just going to echo this. Walking is my favorite form of movement and it has double benefits. So I don't even know if you've hit this, but the mental aspect that walking oh, yeah. every day, that's... I love to do. I walk more than anything at this point in my life. And it's this great. This is good. Danica, we make a great team. You talk yes. about the mental aspect and I'll talk about the physiological aspect. Then together it's like, boom. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm here for avocado, it. Avocado, avocado, guacamole. Yes. Avocado, avocado, toast, bread. No, I'm kidding. Yes. I don't know if that's what you said. Uh -huh. So Danica, as far as like you travel a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So All the time. What do you think is like the best ways of coping with traveling with diabetes? Because I feel like it's very overwhelming. You have to bring a ton of stuff and then diabetes kit. And then it's like, okay, your blood sugars get stressed out because you're going on a flight or you're going, you know, driving or you're not able to get as much movement. So like, what are like kind of some tips that you could provide listeners as to how to best travel with diabetes? Yes. So always be prepared because something's going to go wrong. So I have double or triple as much of everything that I need. It's bad. And it's annoying, but I make time to do that. And my most important thing, the thing that's helped me, because I, I travel often with my job or personally, but yeah. I, there's three things of my daily routine that I can do anywhere, regardless of where I'm at. So I stick to those. 
walking is one of those things I was able to do regardless where I'm at. I can walk. And that's a mental exercise for me. That's a physical exercise. And it helps my blood sugars as well. But totally. sticking, finding something that you can do regardless of where you're at, I think is the best way to keep it because your body's still used to it. Your body still has that less of a little bit of chaos of traveling because it's not going to be perfect. Your blood sugars are going to change. Um, stress and your hormones really impact that. But having that sense of home through your routine can help yep. ground you and it can help with the long-term effects of traveling and stretch. Yeah. Stretch as much as you can. <laughs> no, it's true though. It. I always say too, it's like, me and Dobie talk about like this thing called salty sugars. And it's like when you just have those stubborn high blood sugars. And the number one thing I always turn to is walking when I have that. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I will walk until I see that arrow go down. <laughs> yeah. You guys talk about being, uh, you know, stretching and, and, and you're young and flexible and athletic. When I stretch, it sounds like a bowl of Rice Krispies. You know, there's this pops and crackles and snaps. But I think to get into it, you can't just do it overnight. I think that's a big mistake, especially if somebody, you're going to try to catch up. Okay, I haven't done it in years. I'm going to walk from Denver to Los Angeles and get it all. No, you got to, it's gradual. I think you got you to no, ramp. No, it's a habit. You have to form habits. What does it do? It's like. What is it? 20, 21 20, or 28 21 days. days is a habit. 90 yeah, days is. is a lifestyle. I'm on day 80 right now. So I still got 10 more days. Yes. You're day 90 is a lifestyle? Is it, that's what yeah. I read, but who knows? It is. All right, Doby. If you yeah. lose this, I, I'm kidding. You won't. I'm here. I'm your cheerleader. Oh, no. I will check up on you. I'm, I'm here for it. Incoming Double D, Danica and Doby. From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Incoming call from Denver. Oh, no. It's Danica. <laughs> Doby, Danica. We, we were lucky. She's Danica like, Doby, your name with- I do not see your Apple... Uh, what is it? Apple Fitness. Not so your Apple Fitness app does not show that you got your ten thousand steps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will not be that annoying, but I could be. Um, whatever you need. But one thing about just stretching that's really crucial that I don't think a lot of people talk about is, as diabetics, we hold inflammation different. Our bodies are just wired a little bit different. So stretching over time and on a daily basis helps release some of that. Even if you don't know something's inflamed, it's just a good habit to have, and that will. Help with your blood sugars as well. Yeah, that's a big one. I feel like with diabetes, inflammation is so common, especially when you're like resistant or different things that I didn't even know before. And then now I'm like, yeah, I'm like inflamed. I can tell I'm swollen. <laughs> I like woke up and my face was like a literal pumpkin. And I was like, oh, this is not the look we're going for today. Yeah. I want to ask you both this, uh, the importance of dealing with your feet. And uh, Sammy tells me about that. And I'm sure, Danica, you as a coach, I mean, a, a diabetic's feet is just such a, an important part for care. Is there any tips that you can have or any any reasons? Can we talk about that a little bit for listeners? Yes. So feet, I've unfortunately been injured this year way too much, but I just got out of the boot a month ago. So now my foot wow. care is on extreme, extreme steroids oh. right now. But it one, I think you need to get your diabetic foot exam at least annually because there's stuff that medically that down or if you're randomly getting numbness there, talk to yeah. your provider because that can be meaning there's something else going on. That could be a blood clot, mm-hmm. that could be a tendon issue. You don't know. But stuff that you can do at home is really down to that stretching and staying hydrated. So getting a tennis ball and rolling out your foot, um, even if it doesn't hurt, it's going to hit places that you can't hit naturally. And also, if you're just finding numbness, like stretch it out, do something, but you have to talk. You can't ignore any type of sensation down there because yeah. that could be leading it to just long term. Like if you've been high for three months every day, you might start seeing some of these side effects. Yep, thousand percent. I completely agree. Dobie, you need to start massaging yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Sammy, thank you. Note to self. I, yep. I need you to start uh, grinding out the feet. You can also request from your provider to get a medical pedicure need a referral for it. I absolutely hate pedicures because I'm extremely ticklish, but I force myself <laughs> to do them. And getting a referral for a medical one, some insurance cover them. But if it, even it doesn't, it's still more affordable than going to a salon. And they are aware with different conditions and things to look at. Where do you go for that? Podiatrist offices or random ankle foot doctors. It's it's hard to find, but once you find it, it's good. It's not as uncommon um, when you're younger and they look at you and they're like, you want a yeah. foot thing? From, and I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I don't want problems. You're like, yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I really want to keep good hygiene. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's it's always good though. I think better be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Sammy, once again, when do we have the best guest, the time goes the fastest. This was a fantastic episode. I know, Danica, this has been so much fun. And seriously, thank you for coming on because it's been a pleasure. And I we are so happy to like hear about all your holistic health, nutrition tips and everything. And you guys need to go follow her accounts. Can you show, tell us where to find you? Yes. So on all social media, I'm personally Danica the Diabetic. And for my brand Dialogue, on all social media, I'm Your Daily Dialogue. And my website is www.dia-log.co. All of this is also in my profile. Um, in my link, it can just take you to it. But that's where you can find all of my dialogue stuff. Um, I have coffee. I have a journal. and Anything holistic that... Let's hear about your... I know you have a, a brand of coffee. Can we talk about that really quickly? I want, we want to hear about that yes. for coffee drinkers. Yes. So... Coffee is great, but I being on the road and just needing something quick, I built a specialty coffee that's individually um, made. And on top of it, you just need water. You don't need any machinery. You just add hot water. It's um, a medium roast. It's called I'm Greater Than Highs and Lows is the name of the roast. I love it. Why I love this coffee is it's not just for diabetics. And part of the proceeds go to diabetes clinical research, Um, not for finding a cure for really the devices that keep us alive right now and make managing diabetes easier because that's really important to me. And that's why I made the coffee to help us have better life today um, and not necessarily just focusing on this distant future. Outstanding. I love it. Good for you. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us. Hey, Debbie, we have a question of the pod. And the question of the pod is what habits do you implement daily. So Danica, you said yours is walking. What else? Oh, I drink 90 ounces of water every day, at least 90. And I, in the morning, I just wake up and like chug 20 to 30. Oh my gosh. That's impressive. Okay. That's impressive. You know, I, I'm not yeah. copying Danica, but I'm, I'm doing the same thing because of the same thing with, with walking and trying to eat better. I gave up, uh, I don't know if you call it soda or pop where you're from. That's a big d- debate in the States. I grew up <laughs> in Milwaukee. It's soda. Pop, it's Chicago's 90 pop. miles away. It's pop. Uh, you go to the yeah. South, it's Coke. You want a Coke? Yeah, what kind? Sprite. What's it? I gave up that yeah. two years ago. So it's water. Oh, wow. uh, walking is a good thing. That's, yes. That's All right, my well, I'm going to hop on the bandwagon too. Mine is walking and drinking water. And yes, Diet Coke. And- Just kidding. <laughs> One other habit that's really important for me is tracking and reviewing my blood sugars each week. I just to I make love sure that. It's hard, but I, that's been a struggle, but I love doing it. No, it's a great one. We want to hear from you guys and please share your responses to this question. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at JustMyTypePod underscore Facebook at JustMyTypePod and our hashtag JustMyTypePod. And again, you can find Danica, Danica the Diabetic or your daily dialogue on Instagram. 
And yeah, I think we've hit every point, Dobie. Please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Queen Elizabeth, our podcast producer. Also, Zach, our intern, couldn't do it without them. Thank you for listening. Sammy, let's put that sugar-free cherry on that healthy Sunday one last time. (laughs) Say la vie, baby. This is the Just My Type podcast.